What's up, nerds? Welcome back to your weekly movie review podcast. You are now locked in and tuned in to the 3FN Podcast. Of course, as always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. Uh, this week, we will be reviewing the brand new hit movie, Cocaine Bear. But before we can get there, we need to introduce you to all of us involved, including myself. I am your host, Rich, and the nerds are all here. First, he is the man that after this past week, after seeing Cocaine Bear, decided he wanted to volunteer his time and services to the National Parks, you know, whatever the fuck they call that shit. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ron. Yeah, I got lost. I was just really looking for the cocaine. Now you weren't just looking for the cocaine. You were looking for that dusty beaver. <laughs> you were looking. Don't you fucking lie. I would have brushed yeah. it off. You would have brushed. She deserved it. She gave, give her a little, a little she, brush, no, brush. She, she deserved it. A little clean up. Yeah, a little clean up. A little spit shine. A little spit shine. Yeah, a little she was, she was, she, hot she, aisle she too. Was, she was. She was just trying. She was like. She's like spent a while. Just wanted a little something, something. By the way, normally I would cut these bits a little shorter, but if you guys could see, if we had video, which we I think for this we should have had it, Diesel was literally dry heaving, so we literally saw him dry heaving out of the corner of our eyes, oh. and we just kept the bit going. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to go a little further, just so it keeps the bit going. I would dare say that the first line that you would have given that fine dusty beaver was that you could eat a peach for hours. <laughs> All right, and with oh. that, ladies and gentlemen he doesn't need an introduction yeah he has the longest introduction in all of podcasting hashtag big natty cool hashtag uh, big <laughs> mad dog strong style hashtag challenge accepted except for in this case <laughs> hashtag diesel malenko because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags he is the leader of the minnows gang and is your favorite podcasters favorite podcaster ladies and gentlemen i give to you the man the myth and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded feller it's Diesel. Hashtag Big Bear, motherfucker. Uh, except for when you're dealing with Dusty Beavers. Oh. <laughs> We're going to have to keep calling back to this just because there's very few things that get him to dry heave. And, and, and that was that was crazy. That actress has been in everything and still is just like, oh. Dude, she's amazing. Yeah, she is she's great. Amazing. She's a great actress. But woof. Well, uh, we'll we'll talk about that more <sighs> later in the show during the spoiler full review in the second half of the show for Cocaine Bear. But before we can get there, Ron, how was your last week? Uh, week was our. All right, can't complain too much. Uh, just been busy. We had some overtime on top of overtime. Uh, was able to get to see the movie, so that was a plus. Uh, this weekend, unfortunately, is more overtime. More overtime because Binghamton's parade day is happening on Saturday. So and the night before, there's supposed to be a snowstorm. Yeah. So <laughs> pretty much, I'm probably not gonna see Creed on Thursday. I'll have to go over the weekend because I'm gonna catch some sleep. <laughs> Me and Diesel shall be going to see Creed on Thursday. Though. Yeah, like, I gotta, so, I'll get you the times. Uh, yeah, but I'm like, I want to, but if we're getting hit with as much snow as it's supposed to happen, I'd rather just get some sleep. I don't blame you. I, I really don't, especially with your job. By the way, uh, speaking of which, the elephant in the room that I didn't mention was that we are coming to you a day later. Uh, the reason behind that was there was a snowstorm on Monday when we normally record, so we uh, pushed it back to Tuesday, yeah. so that's why you guys are getting out on Wednesday because our patrons get it the same day. So uh, Apologies, but weather is not our friend here in the 607 uh, this no. week. Diesel, how was your week? It was pretty good, actually. Um, we, we pushed back the recording a day, so I had just worked my normal job yesterday, had an early night, 
And then Sunday, I had my once every month day off. It was glorious. <laughs> <laughs> Your monthly day off. Yeah. They give you that. Yep. Yep. Went up and visited my dad, caught up with my family, and it was a good time. Nice. You, you know, you had, to, you had to take off your hat and ask for it, didn't you? <laughs> it sounded a little, uh, you know. We're not going to go. There. It's, it's 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 not sensitive anymore. <laughs> well, uh, my week was pretty good. Like I said, we all went to the movie. Obviously, we've already said that. But uh, there was one of the few weekends where there wasn't a lot of wrestling events going on. So I hung out with my mom and my wife. We went on a little road trip because you know the kid's too damn good for us now. Now he's got the girlfriend and and, and friends, and he's too good for us. But uh, that's okay. That's okay. I'm getting over it. Crying only into my pillow at night. Uh, it's uh, anyways. No, we went on a nice little trip. Uh, I do want to tell. A funny story from that trip so uh we we live in binghamton new york an hour south of us is Syrac- or scranton pennsylvania uh yes for those of you who don't know the office yes that, that's scranton pennsylvania although the show never was in scranton pennsylvania no. but they do have off at the office day every year there anyways uh while we were down in scranton my mom says to me because we're at permenti brothers having lunch and she goes you know there's a shake shack in factoryville i go there's no shake shack in factoryville what are you talking about She's like, no, there's. A, they moved the Shake I'm like, I know that they're expanding Shake Shack, but why the fuck would they put a Shake Shack in Factoryville? Now, mind you, Keystone College is in yeah. Factoryville. But fact, if, if for those of you who don't know, there's just the college. There's nothing else in Factoryville. If you're from Factoryville, I'm sorry, but there's nothing else in Factoryville. So I'm like, there's no Shake Shack there. I can't find it on their website. My wife then types it into Google and goes, oh, there is one in Factoryville on Keystone Campus. Says it's open to the public. I said, okay, I guess that's where we're going to eat dinner tonight. <laughs> so we start, so we're getting ready. We're leaving uh, Clark Summit. It's only about six miles away from Clark Summit. And I had to stop there and get gas and stuff. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to now put into my GPS because I don't know if it's off the main ro- I know it's going to be off the main road, but I don't know if it's going to be twists and turns because yeah. Factoryville is just a small fucking area. So I put in to go look for it. And once again, it's not coming up. So my wife's like, just Google it. Google Shake Shack Factoryville. Come up. So I Google Shake Shack Factoryville. There is something new in Factoryville, but it's not a Shake Shack, Diesel. It is a steak and shake. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, both of the somehow my mom was convinced it was Shake Shack. And then my wife read it on Google and must have really wanted to see Shake Shack. It was steak and shake. By the way, steak and shake is still good. I haven't seen a steak and shake up north in a long, long yeah. time. So I'll have to take you down there. You guys, it's a fi- it was decent. Yeah. It was very good. So I ate there anyways because it's very delicious. Well, pretty soon when you go to visit George, there'll be a Shake Shack out in Rochester. Yes, Henrietta. Yeah. And you know what? We It's only about 30 minutes from George's house because we go to the mall out there. Yep. That's where they're putting it is in that area. <laughs> yep. Uh, also, there's one coming to Syracuse, allegedly. Oh, cool. Allegedly. So there Yay. you go. So I know we're talking about local stuff for our international listeners and people who all, all over the States. It doesn't really matter. But hey, we're three fat guys and we really love fucking Shake Shack. Yes, it's a yes. tremendous burger. And Steak and Shake is good as well. Trust us. They have great uniforms. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. So uh, now with that. We are leaving the uh, portion that's about us, but before we can dive into the actual show, we do have to take care of some business, and that means it's time to do some shameless plugging. Of course, if you would like to find out any information at all about the 3FN Podcast, it's simple. You go to 3FNPodcast.com. There you can find all the social media links. You can also find the Patreon link, patreon.com slash 3FN Podcast. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content and help support the show. Also, there's the TeePublic link there so you can get some uh, nerd swag and wear it in the wild and on top of all of that there's links for the 3fn podcast where you can listen to the show right from the website and also 
607TWS, The Wrestling Show, that I do each and every week with Ken M. from the ODPH Podcast, talking all things pro wrestling. You can also stream it from that website as well. And speaking of the ODPH, look at friends of the show. You can go right over to their website, and you can stream their show from there as well, just like if you go to their website, vice versa. Also, while you're there, check out the musical directory where bands like like our good friend Shout at the Robots, whose song, Fail Better, is the theme song of the 3FN podcast, and you hear it each and every week. Check them out and all the other bands, and make sure you support them on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp. And last but not least, there's a sponsor section that helps us bring this show to you each and every week commercial free but we're gonna give them a little shout out right now first of all our main sponsors dragon master games for all your magic the gathering gaming needs visit them on the World Wide web dragonmastergames.com also if you're in the 607 and you want your car to look spiffy and new you need to call rex to rods auto detailing diesel how do you get a hold of rex to rods you just dial 607-644-3389 and of course when you're ready to put the pride back into your ride tell them the 3fn podcast sent you and then we have our good friends at sci-fi horror fest going down august 25th and 26th in vernon new york at the vernon downs casino felissa rose will be there as well as so many other celebrities and of course you can find the 3fn podcast there as well as a lot of our other friends make sure for all information about sci-fi horror fest to visit sci-fi horror and last but not least the official energy drink of the 3fn podcast dubby energy visit them online w.gg dubby.gg and at checkout use the promo code 3fn pod that's the number three fnpod at checkout to get 10 percent off and you can use that code each and every time so if you enjoy what you get there use it every time for 10 percent off thank you dubby energy And of course, if you forget any of those links I just mentioned, you can find them all at 3FNPodcast.com. The shameless plugs never end, Ron. They never, never end. end. It's never ending. It's the never ending story. <laughs> I feel like I sing better than Corey Feldman. I don't know if that's a big bar, though. Diesel, your thoughts? Uh, let, let's stay in the realm of uh, reality. Corey Feldman or Tim Capello? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 might, I might be there. I mean, Tim Capello rocking the sacks, even at like 50 years old, is rocking those abs. I think you got to give style points to Tim Capello. I, I give that to over Corey Feldman for sure. But I will say this about Corey Feldman. He, he can dance. Listen, he can dance, but also, listen, he does. He is he's entitled to the comeback king, only because we ain't never gone nowhere. <laughs> Anyways, that's enough about all the shameless plugs and everything else. Let's dive into the show, and you know how we like to open this show. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome to Diesel's Movie Triple stuff. Oh, we have a very fun uh, box office this week, and coming in at number uh, five, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish for its tenth week with another four point one million dollars. It's still hanging on, folks. Number four, making all that money worldwide, Avatar: The Way of the Water with another four point nine million dollars for its eleventh week. Uh, debuting at number three, Jesus Revolution with fifteen point eight million dollars. Yeah, you know what? That did pretty well. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I thought that was a bit of the Frasers in that movie, right? I think so. Yeah, I, I do believe the, the Kelsey Grammer's in it. Number two, debuting, and we'll be talking about this later, Cocaine Bear with $23.3 million. Listen, man, it deserved to make a lot more money than that. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. I know that's a little tease before we even get into the spoiler-free section, but 
Woo! I can't believe that wasn't number one. Yeah. And then number one for a second week, and, you know, if you've been online, you've seen all the articles about the steep drop-off, which happens with every movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, with $32 million. I do believe they said it's the largest drop-off for any Marvel movie at 69%, I do believe it was. Uh, I will say this. If you're saying that a movie that worldwide has made over a half a billion dollars is a flop... I don't know if we were on the same wavelength. Because uh, I know the movie didn't cost a half a billion to make. I'm pretty sure it costs, you know, $300 million, which yeah. is the normal amount that they usually cost. And I just want to throw out there, and it's not that, uh, you know, if you listen to the show last week, we, you know that we're not its biggest fans. Yeah. It's not like we, we loved it and it was a cinematic masterpiece. We all, you know, these, these two gentlemen gave it the two. I gave it a three, you know, on the nerd scale. So, you know, for me, it's, you know, it's an average movie. Yeah. And for these gentlemen, it was a little subpar for them. And that's fine. If you want to, if you've already, if you haven't listened to it already and you haven't seen, you know, you just saw the movie, go ahead and go back and listen now. You know, I think everything's valid. I think anybody who liked it or whatever, every, you know, art is subjective. But here's the thing. To pretend that at a budget you are failing at a half a billion dollars i don't know what the fuck you're looking for like i i really don't it's just weird it was just kind of like remember years ago when solo came out and this is going to come back later on for you folks uh because there's somebody in cocaine bear intent nudge nudge that had a big role in that movie uh remember when it came out and everybody said it was a flap that also made like a half a billion dollars it was kind of like this weird world that we live in where people think that these movies are flops i don't understand it but it is what it is all right, but coming out this week on March 3rd, we have Demon Slayer Kimitsu no Yaba. Nice. Uh, also coming out is Operation Fortune, starring Jason Statham, Aubrey Plaza, Carrie Ellis. Yeah, I don't want to see that. And then the the big hitter this week, Creed 3, starring Michael B. Jordan, directed by Michael B. Jordan. I cannot wait. Starring Michael B. Jordan, <laughs> you know, written by Mike. No, I'm joking. Uh, it was actually written by uh, Ryan Coogler's brother. But anyways, it, I, I I can't wait for this movie. We've been a big fan of this uh, series, so me and Diesel will be going. That is your next week's uh, 3FN Movie Club review, by the way. I cannot wait to see this movie. I've been waiting a bit. I was over yeah. here airboxing because I'm so excited for Creed. I, I did watch Creed 1 over the weekend, so got that done. Enjoy yeah, it? Yeah, sorry. It's a, it's a Rocky movie. Like, I'm, not, yeah. like, like, I'm not upset with it. I yeah. saw it. Listen, we like Rocky movies, too. Yeah. That's, no, that's, no, that's no, the whole no. reason I, why I, like I understand why people like it. <laughs> uh, uh, go ahead. Coming out March 10th, we have Champion, starring Woody Harrelson. Yes. Champion. Uh, 65, starring Adam Driver. Which will, by the way, be your 3FM Movie Club review for that following week, just so you guys know. And the big one this week is Scream VI. That's Scream 6 for y'all. That's right. And Scream 6 will be coming. We will be doing a review for it. It will not be a movie club review because Diesel shan't be watching. <laughs> uh, but we are going to bring in our good friend Ken M and do a special one that will hit Patreon first and then the rest of you guys later. So Scream 6 will be done. We are going to see it. Me and Ron are very excited to go see it. However, 65 is intriguing me enough that I'm like, I'm going to go see that on Thursday with Diesel. And hopefully, <laughs> like I, I keep saying, uh, like we said, it's either going to be uh, the, the better part of like, a great Planet of the Apes kind of movie, or it's going to be the shittier version. Either way, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. Either Caesar or goddamn Marky Mark. Ooh, <laughs> feel it, feel it, feel the vibration. See, anytime I hear Marky Mark, that's all I fucking think of. I think about those poor Vietnamese guys. Oh, also I think about Calvin Klein. <laughs> that, that ad can't, dude. That ad campaign fucking worked. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> was such a, out there. He was such a chud, though. He was. But you know what? He, he, it obviously worked. Yeah. Dude, the best part about that is they oh. must—they paid that man enough money that he would drop his pants on stage to show off his Calvin Klein's. <laughs> I just want to throw that fucking out there. If you guys don't remember the early nineteen oh. it's a long time ago. Diesel, getting past all that fun. Let's talk about this week's top three. All right. In honor of Cocaine Bear, this week's top three is your top three favorite 
killer animals in Hollywood. This first one is going to be a cheap one because uh, I hint, hint, nudge, nudge. You might hear this if you're on Patreon, $1 a month, patreon.com slash 3FN podcast later in this year. But there was a movie that came out in 1993, so 30 years ago. It was called Man's Best Friend. The lead the lead dog that's the killer <laughs> of the movie is called Max. That's my pick for number three. Uh, it's not a great movie, folks, but it's fun. Uh, my number two pick this is going to surprise a lot of people. It is The Alligator from Lake Placid. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love that fucking movie, and I love that fucking alligator. And at my number one pick, this is going to be like the cheesy one, but it is one of my favorite movies of all time. I am picking The Shark from Jaws. Uh, I, I'm a huge Jaws fan. Yes, I do like Jaws 2. Yes, I do actually like Jaws 3. Even though I know it's a terrible film, I still like it. Uh, where I start to disconnect is Jaws 4. <laughs> the, Jaws the Revenge, I can't really justify that. But the first three movies, I still enjoy. So I understand some people don't like three. For some reason, I love it and it's all of its cheesy goodness. Ron, what's your top three? Uh, number three, the cat from Pet Cemetery. Oh, yes, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> you know. Uh, number two, I'm just throwing out there because it's there, the cocaine bear, because it was hilarious. We just cocaine bear. Uh, and number one, the bees from My Girl. The bees from oh. My Girl. Oh. <laughs> What an asshole. <laughs> you didn't see that coming? Oh, no, I didn't actually. I was you know like, why? Because Diesel wasn't looking through his glasses. <laughs> oh. He didn't put his glasses. Oh, oh you <laughs> heartless prick. <laughs> oh. Diesel, what's your top three? All right. Coming in at number three, we are actually going to go with the shark from the Meg. The oh. Jaws is great, great, great grandpappy. Great the Megalodon. Good job. Uh, number two. We are going to go with the African apes in Congo. Ooh, I forgot about Congo. Very good, though. And then my number one one is kind of a stretch because it kind of happened off camera, but the bear from Milo and Otis. <laughs> okay. It actually killed a lot of Milos and Otises. <laughs> right there. I, you know what, though? I do have to give an honorable mention because it'll be... It, I, if anybody's listened to the show for a long time, especially our good friend Ken Emmel will really like this, but a lot of our other friends who have listened to the show for a long time, they will understand that in a, in, in a bonus thing, I have to give it to the sharks from Deep Blue Sea. And the only reason why is so I can say deepest, bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin. That's right. That's right. That's, it hat is like a shark's fin. If you guys have never seen Deep Blue Sea, I suggest you see it. Yeah. Stay away from the sequels. But see Deep Blue Sea. It's worth it. And I don't want to mention it's all the cheesy fucking like mid-2000s to early or mid-90s movies. Anaconda, Piranha. Arachnophobia. Arachnophobia. Uh, Eight-legged uh, thing. Eight-legged freaks. freaks, yeah. There was a good, good run of those movies. Listen, there's a lot of creature features. You get Cujo. I mean, yep. I know I went with Max, and technically Cujo is the better movie. However, uh, listen, I have a soft spot in my heart. And there's a lot of other things. I didn't want to go with two of the same animal on my list either. Because no. I could have gone with, you know, another shark. or I could have another, But, you know, hey, you got there's a lot of stuff out there. You can go with the alligator from the movie Alligator. <laughs> yes. And then there was Alligator 2. Remember Alligator 2? And they're in the fucking yeah. sewers of New York City. Yeah. Yeah. just want to throw that one out Don't there. Don't flush the alligators, people. And that was the whole terrorizing thing. Would you count the ghoulies as an animal? Because no. I'll tell you what. When I was a kid... It scared me for a long time. I was scared to not like look while I was on the toilet because you remember that scene in Ghoulies yep. where the ghoulie comes up out through the fucking toilet? As a kid, that terrified me. Yeah, I never even me. saw the movie, but I saw the trailer Ooh. and I had the same fear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't call it an animal. Though. <laughs> yeah, well, what still. about the gremlins? Not an animal. Do, do, do. Well, that, uh, it's a mogwai. The well, mogwai's not an animal? Get the fuck not out of this room. <laughs> it's like an Ewok. Not Ooh. an animal. <laughs> well, Ewoks were tactically. Yeah, they were bears. a superior being that fucking <laughs> could take down the goddamn empire. You're right, they weren't animals. You show them respect. <laughs> and they were also cannibals. 
Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> well, with that, before these this this roller coaster gets completely <laughs> off the rails, we're gonna exit Diesel's movie triple stuff. And you know, when we exit there, there's only one place left to go. Welcome to Three Fs Movie Club. Refreshments are available in the lobby. And please, keep our theater clean by disposing of trash in specified containers. And remember, good certificates are available for any special occasion. Enjoy the show. That's right, it's time to kick off this week's 3FN Movie Club Review. Of course, this week we're going to be reviewing the brand new movie, Cocaine Bear. But before we get there, I think I should remind everybody who might be a first-time listener, thank you for listening. Uh, By the way, if this is your first time or just doesn't remember how things work around here, let me give you a quick reminder. Uh, You have nothing to worry about. We are not going to spoil this film for you. We are going to... The first half of the uh, 3FM Movie Club review will be spoiler-free. We're going to give you the spoiler-free synopsis for the movie. We're then going to kick it over to, like, the stats for the movie. Plus, on top of that, like, who's who made the movie, who's in the movie. And then we're going to give a thumbs-up, thumbs-in-miller, thumbs-down recommendation with a spoiler-free why then we're going to take a break after the break when we come back from the break we are going to then remind you once again that there's going to be spoilers ahead and then we'll dive right into the spoiler full review of cocaine bear so there is no reason to dip out if you have not seen the movie and you don't want it spoiled coming up to the break then you can stop at the break or if you forget to we'll give you one more warning before we dive forward because we're not here to spoil anybody's fun especially if it's a movie that we really highly recommend (laughs) a hint hint (laughs) nudge nudge (laughs) wink wink uh before i go any further though i do want to say regal cinema has done a little uh, weird out things as you guys know uh, we kind of rip off the regal cinema's original entrance the original uh roller coaster entrance for the 3fm movie club review and this past week i had to remind ronald remember that used to be right when that played it was the feature presentation was right on after it now it's not they play that between the advertisements and the trailers so it was like this week he was like well we're not going to get trailers again i'm like no, no, that was you, Diesel. No, it was you, Ron. No, it was me. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. They changed it. And they did. Yeah. They, I, I recognized that like a year ago. I, I didn't pay that close attention. Yeah, it's fucking shitty, though. Because I, I thought the same thing for a long time. I was like, fucking shitty. And then they also did the, you know, all the newbie stuff, commercials, trailers, commercial, more trailers. Yes, yeah, I don't know why they throw that commercial. Also, away. I want to point out they've been doing fucking like mini trailers during the newbie stuff now, too, because <laughs> yeah. I saw like two mini trailers. Then it went to fucking, <laughs> then it went to that little entrance. Then it went to trailers. Then another commercial, as you pointed out. Then more trailers. You're like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, you know, the yeah, company's well, going bankrupt. They're closing places. Uh, thankfully, ours is still open. As long as we keep the unlimited plan, I don't care. That's all I'm saying. And I don't want to go to AMC. They're, they, they, they're fucking pricey. I'm just throwing it. And in our town, we have AMC and we have Regal. Yeah. St- I'm trying to stick with Regal. All right, getting off of that, let's talk about what you guys wanted. came here to talk about. That, of course, is the 3FN Movie Club Review. This week, we did go see La Cocaina Bear. And, of course, it was it was a beautiful time, man. It was, it was how do I say this? It was beautiful, man. It was so beautiful. Uh, so beautiful. I just, just wanted to sit back and watch a nice little nature documentary about a bear that just happened to find some cocaine. And then we got a whole killer fest Ooh, that's right uh so uh, this movie came out of course this past week february 24th of 2023 with a runtime of 95 minutes by the way thank you for doing the lord's work folks over <laughs> here because nowadays it seems like everybody wants to go for that two hour line yeah no 
Hour 35, perfect. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, let's talk about a spoiler-free synopsis from IMDb, shall we? Man, I got a story to tell. All right, here's the two options, and there's only two options. The first one you know is theirs, and then there's one by a, uh, a person who contributes to IMDb. So the first one, an oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converge on a Georgia forest where a huge black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine. I don't know if I like that one. Mm. Here's the second one. Inspired by the 1985 true story of a drug runner's plane crash, missing cocaine, and the black bear that ate it, this wild, dark comedy finds an oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converging in a Georgia forest where a 500-pound apex predator has ingested a staggering amount of cocaine and gone on a coke-fueled rampage for more blow and blood. Number two wins. That is the greatest synopsis I've ever read. Number two wins, but I want to know which one was written first because there was some blatant plagiarism on that. Well, well, the IMDb one is always plagiarizing the ones underneath it. Okay. I've all, it's like, because usually if there's a bunch of them, it will change over time. So it kind of morphs them all together. Okay. So that's how that works. But I'm telling you, that is yeah. the greatest synopsis I've ri- read on the show. We've been doing the show for almost five full years. And uh, that is the greatest fucking yes. synopsis. The, who, uh, shout outs to Nick Mastin. Nick Mastin, you are a fucking winner, sir. Listen, hold on. I know we saved this for the game, but. You know, legends will be told about you forever, <laughs> sir. Good sir, for fucking ever. Just throwing it out there. I love, I love that guy. So uh, we got the numbers earlier for the budget of this film was thirty to thirty-five million dollars. Of course, you pointed out that it made uh, dubiously twenty-one million in the states. Overall, 23. 23. Overall, uh, its total is 28.4. It's not that that much more, but I don't think it opened wide, so it's almost made its money back. I'm sure in week two it'll make its money back, and it should make more than that because I'll tell you what, the word of mouth should make this movie fucking huge. (laughs) Just throwing that out there. All right, now that we know the synopsis and what it's about, let's find out who was involved in making it. Who made this shit? That's right, who made this shit, and let's start off with the director. The director has not had a lot of movies that she has directed. And as a matter of fact, I would say that this is her first successful film. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Elizabeth Banks is the director. Of course, you might know her for mostly making movies as an actress, but she has made a few uh, choice movies. As a matter of fact, she's only got three full-length movies right. to her job. And I'll go list all three of them. Her first movie that she ever directed, Movie 43 in 2013. I just want to point out, I, I enjoyed that, and I know Diesel did at the time that we saw it. I don't know if uh, someday we'll have to review yeah. it just to see if it stood up. I don't think it was. No. Uh, then she did Pitch Perfect 2 in 2015. And then uh, the last one she did before Cocaine Bear, Charlie's Angels in 2019. And remember, she went on that tirade about how it was because nobody wanted to support women. Yes. And not because it was a terrible movie. Yeah. And that the franchise that they had before fell on its ass after three movies. So why would you bring it back? Why? Uh, but you know what? Hey. All is forgiven, Elizabeth Banks. I just want to say that before we go any further. <laughs> uh, the screenplay was written by one person and one person only. Jimmy Warden did the screenplay. And by, before this, he only did one other movie. That's it. And not even any other writing credits. Two movies to this guy's credit. <laughs> and the other one I know that you've seen, Ron, he was behind The Babysitter Killer Queen in 2020 on Netflix. Oh, very yes. good movie. Good, I enjoy that. Very good sequel uh, involving yeah. Samara Weaving, a sequel to The Babysitter. He did not do the first one, but he wrote The Babysitter Killer Queen. Turn hey, I, I got I to gotta throw it out there. That was pretty fucking awesome. He's yeah. done those two movies. <laughs> I think he's in home runs. Uh, and then the director of photography on this movie was John Gulcern. 
and I might have said that wrong. I'm sorry if I did. His first movie was back in 2009. He did Spooner. He then did it about time in 2013. Love Simon in 2018. And uh, most recently, he did the He's All That movie in 2021. You know, the take on She's All That. Yeah. It was, I don't, I didn't see it, but according to IMDb, not really wide panned. But a movie that he did that was very successful that same year in 2021, he was the uh, director of photography for the Candyman requel. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. And I, we all enjoyed that. Yeah. Well, Diesel never saw it, but <laughs> me and Ron both enjoyed that immensely. So, yeah, very good work here by by a young by a young group of creators. Yeah. Like, most of them have very limited, if at best, credits to their name. So, yeah. Kudos to that. Kudos to that. Let's find out who were the actors in this film. For the love of God, will someone please punch me in the face so I can see some scars? That is right. First of all, let's talk about the first one. Uh, Carrie Russell as Sorry. And I'm, by the way, we didn't hear her name, no. her first name a lot, but that's what she's listed as IMDb as. It was like Mrs. McCundry or okay. uh, that was her, her her name in the movie, like they call her. Uh, her for Carrie Russell's first movie, first movie role in what she didn't do soaps or TV shows first, believe it or not. The thing she did first was Honey, I Blew Up the Kid in 1992. Yes. And then she would do the the role that made her famous. She was on the Felicity TV show from 1998 to 2002. Then she jumped back in and did some uh, movies you might have heard of. We Were Soldiers in 2002 also. Mission Impossible 3 in 2006. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes in 2014. And most recently in 2019, she was in Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and the uh, Guillermo del Toro horror film Antlers in 2021. Uh, Making a resurgence. By the way, I would like to take this time to get my pig-headed thoughts out of the way and say... Yes, I would. Yes, yes. The opening of the Americans. Oh yeah, that too. Oh oh, oh, yeah. But I'm just saying right now, Diesel. Yes or no? Just by her looks in this movie. Uh, Oh, complete '80s soccer's mom. So I'm gonna go to another movie that you didn't list, The Lottery. When I saw that as a kid, that fucked me up, and she's always associated with that in my head now. I think I'm out. I think I'm out. Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> just to watch the first, first Brother, episode of the Americans. Brother, I'm in. I'm so in. Uh, I'd say I was in, but I wouldn't be. Also, also uh, starring in this movie, we had Alden Ehrenreich. I always say his last name wrong. He played Eddie in this movie. Uh, you would know him. He did his first film, uh, which was Tetro in 2009 and then Twixt in 2011. By the way, both those movies directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Just So his first two movies he ever did were Francis <laughs> nice. Ford Coppola movies. Uh, he was done in Beautiful Creatures in 2013. Uh, most of us do know him, though, as from Solo, a Star Wars story, is he played Han Solo in 2018. Yeah. And then, of course, his most recent film uh, coming out this year as well, at the beginning of this year, was Fair Play in 2023. Of course, obviously, Cocaine Bears is most recent. I just haven't figured out a better way to say that, folks. Uh, next up, we have O'Shea Jackson Jr., who played David in this movie. And no, I did not fuck that up. His name was David. Uh, of course, first of all, you must know him as the son of the legendary gangster rapper Ice Cube. That's right. We love us some Ice Cube around here. Uh, of course, his first movie, by the way, Straight out of Compton in 2015, <laughs> yeah. where he played his dad. By the way, he looks he, like his dad. I was going to say, there's no way his dad could have ever claimed he wasn't his because yeah. <laughs> they look very much oh, similar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Den of Thieves in 2018 was his next movie, followed by Godzilla King of the Monsters in 2019. And most recently, you saw him on three episodes of the Obi Wan Kenobi show. And he's got a lot lined up. I love him in movies. I think that he's doing big things and he's only going to get more roles as he continues to do roles because I think he's got a big, bright future ahead oh, yeah. of him. Uh, the last one that we're going to do a super. 
super deep dive on is of course the man who played Sid in this movie and that is the late great Ray Liotta uh, he started his career and the lonely lady in 1983 followed by uh, his breakouts which would be Field of Dreams in 89 and Goodfellas yeah. in 1990 he would then go on I, I've noticed this and we're going to talk about this when we go through this I've noticed that Ray Liotta would do a few movies that were like like noteworthy and then he would do a lot of smaller artsier films and then he would do or TV shows and then he would do some more like he has like waves of his career yeah. and it's amazing because his next wave would be in 97 when he did Turbulence yes I understand it's not looked at as great now but back then it made a lot of money oh, yeah. and then he also in 97 he was in a really good movie Copland oh, with Sylvester Copland Stallone so good. I think that's underrated yeah. I, I do want to give that a, a sometime give it a thing he had a he, probably his hugest stretch was from 2001 to 2003 as in 2001 he was in Hannibal then he was in Blow also in 2001. In 2002, he was in NARC, and then also John Q, and in, in 2003, he was in Identity. Oh, yeah. So, dude had this great fucking run in the early 2000s. Not to mention, then he started doing ensemble films because he was in Smoking Aces in 2006, yep. <laughs> Wild Hogs in 2007, and then most recently, before Cocaine Bear, he did The Many Saints of Newark in 2021. Yes. Of course, unfortunately, Ray Liotta is known as the late great because he died on May 26th of 2022 at the age of 67. Man, I remember that tore us up. And I couldn't even list all the stuff because let's be honest, Ray Liotta has been in like 164 films. Yeah. It's fucking amazing, and dude, he's one of the greatest actors of our time. Anybody else want to talk about Gray Liotta's career, not just in this movie? Yeah, it was a great... I just, when you said that Narc was that long ago, I can't believe that movie's that old. Yeah. That was such a good movie, and a lot of his movies are ones that you're just like, oh, fuck, I forgot, I forgot how great that was. Yeah. Oh, I forgot how great that was. He was amazing in Smoking Aces. Like He oh, was yeah, one of the, 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 the best parts, parts of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, in every movie that I've seen him in, he's always been like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's fucking good. (laughs) By the way, let's give a shout-out to to the two young actors in this movie who did an amazing job. I'm going to give them all the credit in the world. Neither of them have a big body of work, obviously, because they're super young. Uh, Brooklyn Prince played Didi, and Christian Convery played Henry. Uh, They were tremendous in this movie, giving them big shots. I'm sure they're going to have a large (laughs) career in front of them. Neither of them have done too, too much. I do know that uh, Christian Convery is the lead star of Sweet Tooth. Okay, that was it. So that is is one of the things. So I guess that is a big deal because there's a lot of Sweet Tooth fans out there. But that's the tip of the iceberg for what these kids are going to do. And uh, Brooklyn, she hasn't been in too much. She was in... uh, the Florida Project and Home Before Dark. So nothing too gigantic, yeah. but I will say that I think their futures are very bright yeah. if they continue on the trajectory on. Uh, next up, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. He played Bob, the detective in this movie. You would know him from Black Klansman, 25th Hour, which we have uh, done on this show. I do believe we gave that a certified nerd. So uh, you got to love fucking 25th Hour. The Wire? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, she, the best pronunciation of the word she known to man I just want to I just want to throw out whenever there's somebody from the wire I never mention they're in the wire because I know Diesel's got it covered I know he's got it covered so uh, next up and speaking of uh, uh, Dusty Beavers <laughs> is uh, playing Ranger Liz with Margot Martindale oh. by the way Margot is what hasn't Margot Martindale done I mean tear that up on, I, <laughs> on IMDB they mention her for the Hollers or, or Walk Hard the Dewey Cox story yep. but like let's be honest she's been in The Watcher she, she's been in tons of things she was a I, voice in DuckTales for Christ's sakes I mean the lady's done it all and she's fucking supremely I tear that funny. ass up more than that cocaine bear did hello <laughs> calm it down man calm 
it down over there. Uh, and that's going to do it. That's going to round out. There's still uh, more people in the cast, but oh, actually, I, I got to give one more shout out. <laughs> I, and I, I know, it, I think, it and I out. know that Ron is going to love this. Uh, Scott Sess plays Tom, and if you don't know who he is, he is like a TikTok slash Reels megastar with his uh, different employees' perspectives. Yeah. And I love the one he did for Cocaine Bear, by the way. Uh, I, I know Diesel's laughing. Uh, do you enjoy him as well? Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of his stuff come up on my feed and whatnot, but I actually shared his one for Cocaine Bear because I, I didn't even realize it was him until after uh, I was right. like, oh, shit, he actually played the paramedic. He's like... You don't need to know 30 other movies yeah. like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. All you need yeah, to know, cocaine, bear. There, you're all caught up. Yeah. It's like, you don't need to watch, you don't need to read a comic book from 1978. You don't need to watch 38 other movies. You don't even need to know anything about this movie other than cocaine and bear. I, I think he's hilarious. Yeah. I, I love his stuff that he does for TikTok and reels and stuff. And it's cool to see him in a movie. This yeah. was his first major yeah, motion yeah. picture. He does have a couple of IMDb credits for like small little stupid projects because you can get those for that. But he's, this is his burst. And I hope he does more movies. Yeah. He's fucking hilarious. He was great. He was hilarious in this movie. We're going to talk more about that during the spoiler full portion. But still, he was hilarious in this movie. I promise. All right. That's going to bring us to the recommendation. Remember, gentlemen, this is spoiler free. It's thumbs up, thumbs in the middle and thumbs down. And why? Make sure you keep it spoiler free let's start with ron what is your recommendation spoiler free for cocaine bear snorting that cocaine off the thumbs up baby <laughs> That's all right go see it you'll enjoy it all right diesel what do you got for cocaine bear two coke spoons way 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 up <laughs> <laughs> i love it man uh i'm gonna say this man this movie first of all thumbs up yeah thumbs, thumbs up. up as the recommendation across the board i will say this uh, as far as spoiler-free, I'm going to keep it real spoiler-free here. But listen, this movie, when you go into it, you don't know what to necessarily expect. You understand that the concept is ridiculous. It is based loosely on a true story. Obviously, they exaggerate the shit out of that story, as you should know. Uh, and I'm pretty sure all of us figured that out yeah. anyways. So with that being said, though, this movie is as ridiculous as it sounds. And it, but it's one of those movies that is hilarious throughout the entirety of the, 90, uh, of the 95 minutes of the movie. And on top of it being hilarious... Believe it or not, there's some really good acting in this movie. There's a great soundtrack. Like this movie is really actually overall it looks and and sounds amazing. It is hilarious. It's a lot of fun. And I all I got to say is this movie is also layered. There is things in the background that that you know were put there purposely, but you pay attention and you will see shit that'll make you laugh. There's literally when we saw this on Thursday, there's a scene in this movie where it's after somebody had a regular, normal conversation, not even comedy, and there's just an extended like sh wide shot, and all of a sudden our entire theater was laughing because <laughs> of something that was in the background of the shot. And it's just like, to me, that's real fucking genius by the director of photography. That's real fucking genius, honestly, from Elizabeth Banks, knowing comedy, and she's an amazing comedic actress, so I'm not surprised she put a lot of great comedy in this film. Uh, you wanted to add something to that looks like Diesel or no? No, 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 it was just the... Being able to watch it, and it was like the one scene in question, like where we all were busting yeah. out. It was just a slow scene where they're kind of like giving dialogue. Like I think it was at like a phone booth or something yes. like that, and just in the background, and like I, I, it, I missed it, it at first. It wasn't until everybody else started laughing. People would just start sporadically laughing, and then all of a sudden, like everybody's eyes went right to the billboard and was hilariously laughing. And this is one of those movies I got to give credit to both, and I've saw this movie twice. I took my kid to see it as well. He's seventeen. Don't worry, he's old enough. <laughs> so I, I, we went we we went to see the movie, and both times 
laugh out loud funny for everybody like the theaters were very animated very not like obnoxious laughing but it was loud laughter everybody was in it together i thought it was a fun time and this is a fun movie so that's why i give it a thumbs up but to find out what we rated this movie you have to keep going because we're going to take our break when we come back we will actually give our full-on spoiler full review of cocaine bear and then give it a score all that and more after this break talking cocaine bear of course that's a little clip from cocaine bear uh to bring us back from the break all right here it comes final warning we are about to dive fully into the spoiler full portion of this show that means we are going to break this movie down we are going to talk all about it we are not going to give a fuck so your spoiler warning starts in a minute so if you have not seen cocaine bear and you do not want this movie spoiled this is time for you to stop the podcast this is the final warning come back after you've seen it and go ahead and listen to what we have to say but if you don't care about it being spoiled or you've already seen cocaine bear stay on for the pure fun we're about to have because spoiler section opens right about now all right let's talk about fucking co cane bear let me tell you i've seen this movie twice now nice (laughs) (laughs) i i went with you guys on thursday on preview night and then i turned around and i took my kid to see this movie uh that's that should just tell you that this movie is going to score at least at least a three okay two of us two of us. Uh, yeah, yeah, there you go uh that, so i'm giving that away to you guys at you know we you gotta wait till and i'm gonna tell you i have not laughed this hard openly out loud in a movie theater in a long time like a little chuckle here and there but like the whole movie the thursday where we had a lot of people in the theater Boy, it wasn't obnoxious loud, like what people were being mean, but everybody was laughing at all the comedy beats. It felt like a really cool, organic moment. So I have to say, the feeling that you get when you're in a movie theater and everything's going right yes. is there's nothing like yeah. it. So I, that, that experience alone helps this. You look like you were going to say oh, something no. there, Oh, no. okay, okay. I thought you were going to disagree. You're going to be like, fuck that. I don't want people talking. <laughs> Quiet. Quiet took me out of this movie. Normally, I'm like that, but the last few movies where stuff like that's happened, going back to like Endgame, was fine with people cheering. Yeah. Uh, when we went and saw Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, 
with the row of black kids behind us where they were fucking losing their shit. I was happy to be there. <laughs> like, lately, seeing movies that are really bringing people joy brought me joy. <laughs> it, oh, no, it, I agree with In the you. words of Ralphie May, go watch movies with black people. Dude, it was, <laughs> no, it's always nice to see people yeah. having, like, a lot of joy. I, you know, even if I don't like the movie, we've been to a couple movies that I did not like, but the crowd reaction in the crowd was so good that I was like, you know what? It didn't make me give the movie more yeah. more points, but I was like, you know what? That made it not a waste of my time because yeah. I got to actually see people enjoying the movies. Um, let's go ahead. Let's talk about Cocaine Bear. And uh, we're going to kind of go through the movie. I might skip over parts because obviously, as you guys know, we're not perfect. We're not here to talk, like give you scene for scene, but we we are going to talk this one through because I think it deserves it. This movie opens up. First of all, it opens up for you guys that are wrestling fans. It opens up with Jane by uh, uh, Jefferson Starship, I do believe, because I don't think it's Jefferson Airplane. I think it's Starship, technically. And, uh, yeah, that's the uh, theme song for One Orange Cassidy. So that was, as soon as it came on, I leaned over to Diesel and I was like, it's Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty awesome. So the soundtrack, needless to say, is amazing in this movie. You get a lot of great 1980s films because it takes place in 1985. Hence where the real story took place as well. So the opening to this is, well, while Jane is playing, we have a plane that's got a lot of red lights going on with a pilot who is no longer behind in the cockpit. Nope. And he is just chucking duffel bags out of this plane in, the, in a very joyous way. It was joyous. Kind of He's throwing karate kicks and punches like he's Elvis. He's throwing, he's dancing. He's throwing them out of his, between his legs like he's hiking a football. And you get to see uh, one of them's partially open. And of course, uh, there's some cocaine in there, bricks of cocaine. And there's a little bit that dumped out. And he kind of, he, he puts a little bit in his mouth. You know, it didn't dump out. He will cut that one open. He and he before he zips the bag up and chucks it out. So finally, we get to the point where he's now got his his bag of cocaine strapped to him. And a parachute on. And then, of course, even though it's nighttime, he puts on his aviators. <laughs> and he's co- you could tell he's coked out of his mind. Yeah. He gives the little Elvis uh, symbol <laughs> before trying to exit the plane. And what does he do? He knocks himself the fuck out. He falls out of the plane. <laughs> so, and, uh, the, so the next thing you know, we see these hikers. Uh, from I do believe they're from like Sweden or yeah. somewhere like that, and they had they definitely had the accents, and they're uh, and they're in the states and they're going on this hike in uh, Chattahoochee because this takes place in the Chattahoochee Forest, which is a real place, people. Yes. You know, we're not we're not making it up in Georgia, and they're going on this hike and they're talking about they're going to get married, and at one point, Jackson talk about they're going to name their kid Texas, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also my, the funny part about that whole scene was when they are walking and she's like, I just want to talk to uh, we'll talk about no more stuff but i just want to talk to you about the band well you said i could pick the bend my brother randy he's got yeah. a good bend and she's like uh no he sucks he's terrible <laughs> he can't sing it was just really this really great moment and then they get to the top of this summit and they're overlooking and it's this nice moment and then they see a bear diesel what is the bear doing though the bear is like standing up against a tree rubbing its back and there's like oh we have the best luck in nature <laughs> and then he starts knocking his head off the trees oof because uh, Oof. this is the introduction to the cocaine bear. <laughs> and uh, cocaine bear sees them, makes his way over. Of course, we get the funny scene where he's like, if it's brown, lay down. If it's, it's black, fight, fight back. back. Yep. And then before they show any of this, there's this thing that comes up on the screen that says about how black bears are not territorial. And that in, uh, unlike brown bears, you don't play dead when you're around a black bear. You, you have a better chance of fighting back. And then underneath it says source Wikipedia, Wikipedia. <laughs> which made everybody laugh because I thought that was funny as well. 
So she starts running. He goes, whatever you do, don't. And as he goes to say run, she starts running. So they run off. And, of course, the bear gets her. And that's how we open the movie. I mean, her leg comes flying yep. over. And we open the movie. <laughs> so once we switch to that, we get this nice little uh, clip of, like, uh, old PSAs, <laughs> including Pee Wee Herman was a part of it. You know, yep. just say no to drugs. Crack is whack. Uh, you know, my first little favorite is the one that they ended. I didn't even remember this one until it happens. He's like, if you do crack, it's like putting a gun, a loaded gun, in your mouth. Then pulling the trigger. Yep. And then that pause I just made. <laughs> Was it was a longer pause before he says pull the trigger? I just didn't want that much dead air. Uncomfortably long pause. <laughs> so then they go to actual real footage, real news footage of the actual story of the uh, pilot who came, died because his parachute doesn't open because he knocked himself out. I don't know if he really knocked himself yeah. out in real life, but his yeah. parachute didn't open. He ended up dying yeah, in somebody's a, in a neighborhood. Yeah. This is real life. So they're showing the actual real news footage, and I thought that was really cool yeah. before morphing that into the the actual movie. Yeah, his secondary shoot open, but because he was unconscious, he still hit the ground too hard. Yeah, he, he died. He did. That, that man indeed. The cocaine bear didn't get him. But he did. <laughs> so we get introduced to Bob, and we get introduced to the police, and and Bob has a, a dog, <laughs> and he ordered a lab, but he got like a little foo foo dog. Yeah, he got a pretty little foo foo dog that's like gorgeous, has like like the ponytail thing going, just <laughs> doesn't play fetch. Just a little, you know, like a, a teacup dog, like yeah, a, a status, sim- yeah. status symbol dog for, you know, rich white women. <laughs> I, I do want to give a shout out to Rosette the dog, played by New York and Paris. Yes. That was the two dogs that played Rosette. Uh, so anyways, uh, he's getting ready and they, they're noticing that these are, this is, this this person is a pilot whose name is Thornton. He is known to be a little eccentric and uh, he fancies himself a drug runner. It's, it's technically in real life. He was a rich dude who knew how to fly planes and he liked to live on the edge. So yeah. he didn't need to be, a, he didn't get rich from drug running. He was just a rich dude anyways. Yeah. So, but he works for the gangster Sid played by Ray Liotta. And uh, he starts putting that shit together. And then we get, to cat uh, back to Chattahoochee. Yeah. When we're back in Chattahoochee, we get introduced to, of course, uh, Carrie Russell's character and her daughter. And as we get introduced to them, we find out that her and Dee Dee have, you know, a nice relationship. Although Dee Dee spends nights by herself while her mom works as a nurse and had taken care of things, and they want to go out on a date with uh, the pediatrician. And we kind of get a little backstory, which is nice. We need a little backstory that we need. We know that the father's not in the picture. They're divorced, whatever, whatever. She wants to go paint the waterfalls, but, you know, we're going to go down to Nashville instead. So we get this little setup for Dee Dee. And the next day, you know, we get around and Dee Dee has her friend Henry. And they're just going to skip school so they can go paint the goddamn waterfalls because they're not going to do it on the weekend. And, of course, Henry has my favorite line when that comes around to being like, you know... Uh, you do a lot of things for somebody who doesn't want to have people pay attention to him. You do a lot of things for attention, don't you? He's like, just admit that you're doing all of this for attention. And I thought that that was really kind of funny. Having a child be like the omniscient voice of reason throughout this movie was actually really well done. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So then we get a flashback now to uh, Missouri where we get to meet David, who is walking in to meet uh, Sid at a mall. Chuck- it's like Chuck E. Cheese, cheese in a mall kind of food court like thing. And uh, we find out that uh, his his son, Eddie, has taken his wife, Joni's 
death a little too hard and his son Gabe is in the ball pit and Sid's like I gotta watch this little asshole <laughs> and uh, basically he's been with me for two weeks he hadn't even seen his own damn kid you need to go get him and you need to go get our drugs because they're in the mountains that's how you need to know that's where they're gonna be because they, they were losing control of the plane so they know to dump them out so they're like okay we'll go get the drugs so he goes and gets Eddie so now we have the kids marching through the forest uh, skipping school and we have Eddie and David on their way to uh, Chattahoochee to get the cocaine on the way there David has to stop and talk to Sid on the phone and he's talking about how much of a bitch Eddie's being <laughs> so this is the scene we wanted to talk about because there's where paying attention to the background comes in so he's in a phone booth he has this conversation none of it's really funny he ends the conversation. They come out there's a wide shot what is in the background of the shot diesel I forgot the exact name of it but it's you know Blah, 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 blah. The original glory hole. <laughs> yes, it's a billboard. Which, just the term glory hole, it, in, in the 80s and in the South, it probably did not mean what we were all thinking, but we were all thinking it, and we all laughed. But there's, there's, there's a couple other like things on the sign about, like, stop here to eat and all this. Like It's fucking, yeah. like, it's, it's meant to be funny. It's yeah. meant to be there. So it's yeah. kind of funny that they put that in the background of the movie. So then we get to the point where the kids now are known that are they're missing. Uh, the mother finds him. By the way, I love the scene where she just gets home from work, gets her glass of wine, takes her little bath or shower. She's getting ready to finally close her eyes after work at a third shift, and the fucking old school telephone rings. And she just exclaims out, fuck! <laughs> like any good parent would when he had that moment happen. So... Now we end up with going through. She's going to find the kids. She's going to the, the park. And now we get to meet the ranger, Ranger Liz. And the way we meet her is she's in the ranger's office and she's putting on her perfume because she's expensive waiting. expensive perfume. Her expensive perfume because she's waiting for Peter to come, who is the guy who does the inspections for uh, the, the, na the National Wildlife Society. And at the same time, we have this young kid. <laughs> Who is in there to kind of lift and steal shit. Yeah. And you find out later that they're part of a gang. <laughs> and when she comes in, she sees him putting, grabbing one Kit Kat, so she charges him 50 cents. And she doesn't realize that he's put other shit in his pockets. And then she's like, hey, you want one of those troublemakers? Empty your pockets. And before you can empty his pockets, he thinks, and he's like, you do so style pretty. She's like, it's European. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So he gets, he gets off track. She's smoking, and then the guy shows up. When he comes in, he instantly knows that she's smoking, or somebody was smoking, and yeah. goes, who was smoking? She blames it on the kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, it was him. I told him it was bad, because it was dangerous for the animals. <laughs> so we have this whole funny scene where her and Peter are kind of flirting. That's where we get the dusty beaver. Yep. Because he's like, oh, your beaver's awful dusty, because there's a stuffed beaver on the thing. And she goes, I know. I'm trying to work on that. <laughs> it's fucking she great is 80s thirsty like you would not believe she want that d bad it is fucking hilarious <laughs> and it was funny because like but we're getting the build up to that where she's getting her makeup on and she's talking with the kid and he's like oh you smell good and she gives him a lollipop i like the green one this one's free yeah <laughs> this one's red <laughs> so you're expecting like some very attractive man to come in but when the character comes in you're just like he's just like in shape, out of shape, like nondescript, not attractive, just 
Yeah. Just a guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Doesn't look like the actor normally looks either, yeah. which is kind of funny. So then Sari comes in and she's like wondering where the falls are and getting there. So she's going to tag along. And of course, that is the cock block that Ranger Liz was upset about. Oh, she was pissed. <laughs> I love how when they leave, like the line that most, the, the most people didn't catch is when they're leaving. She goes, he, the, the, the guy goes to Sari. She's like, he's like are those are they going to be good to hike in? She's like, no, yeah, I'll be fine. And the Ranger's like, I got boots on. <laughs> like, she's just jealous. Yeah. So at the same time, they're leaving. David and Eddie are pulling in. And uh, David goes to go to the bathroom before they go try to find this cocaine. And as he goes to the bathroom, who's there? The gang of three kids. The, the young hoodlums that are hanging out at the national park. And they have a switchblade. Now, mind you, right before this, it is explained that this gang, from the ranger to sorry, there's this gang that runs around stabbing people. And that that's that they're, they're a bunch of animals. That's why she has a gun, because she's going to shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> so they are standing there, and they're the kids like, Get, empty your pockets. And David was like, well, since you asked nicely, he puts his hand in his pocket and gives him the finger. He's like, nah, fuck you. So the kid goes after the stab and he fucks these three kids yeah. up. Now, mind you, when I say kids, they're teenagers. Yeah. He fucks them up, but they end up stabbing him in his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. So after the fight, all three of them are incapacitated. One's got his head lying on the jaw. One's yeah. like stuffed in there. One's underneath the urinal. He's checking himself and all of a sudden he turns around for the camera and you just see a knife sticking in his shoulder. Which and ruins his nice jersey. His fucking beautiful jersey. He fucking loved that jersey, man. <laughs> this starts the bad luck for David. Yeah. And as he takes out the knife and stuff, that's when Eddie comes in. He goes, "What? They're just kids, man." He's like, "They fucking stabbed me." <laughs> he was like, "Are they? Are they dead?" He goes, "No, I don't think so." Well, maybe the one that stabbed me is. <laughs> they weren't dead. One they, they wake find, one of them up. Well, they do because Eddie finds cocaine. He finds one of the bricks of cocaine. So they wake the one up and they're like, "Where'd you stash it?" I, I don't want to tell you anything. Well, I'll tell you what, Eddie, go to the car and get my gun. <laughs> well, first he goes with, uh, "You just seen what I did to the three of you in less than fifteen seconds." What do you think is going to happen when it's just you and me? And then the kid keeps going. He's like, "You know what? I'm done with this." Eddie, go to the car, get go in the glove box, get my gun. We're done with this. And the kid's like, well, maybe I could take you there. <laughs> so they go, have to go to a gazebo, which was funny because he's like, he's like, it's a gazebo, you know, a little thing that covers up. I know what a gazebo is, Eddie. I, I didn't know what a gazebo was. <laughs> uh, we missed a quick little pertinent part, too. On the drive down to the Chattahoochee, Eddie is telling David that you're just a drug dealer. So, yeah. which comes into play later. Because David, David <laughs> apologizes and says, I could have done more when Joni died. I'm sorry I wasn't there for you. And he's like, I, who cares? I don't talk to drug dealers. You're just a drug dealer. And he goes, I thought we were friends. He's like, nope, you're just a drug dealer. Yeah. Which kind of hurts David a little bit. And they're also playing 20 questions. Yeah. And David doesn't really want to play, but they're playing 20 questions. Because that comes in the part when the kid is walking them out to where the cocaine is. Meanwhile, while all of this is happening, our two children <laughs> are stopped yeah. to have a little lunch at the map. And when they stop to have the lunch at MAP, they find one of the duffel bags of cocaine. <laughs> and they know it's cocaine. And our, our Henry acts like he does cocaine. On the weekends, when they're not hanging out. On the streets. I, yeah. On the streets. With, with the older says, kids. With the older kids. On the streets. But he says the streets a bunch of times. Yeah. In the streets. And so he, she was like, okay, since you've done it, do it. Like, this is a normal kid thing. You know, like, oh, the kid that claims to do something. And then you're like, oh, okay, then do it. And they try to get out of it. So, so he cuts it open? Well, she cuts it yeah. open. She goes, knife me. She cuts it open, and she goes, how do you do coke? And he goes, 
eat it. <laughs> Worst, first like, of all, if you've ever done cocaine, I mean, you can eat it, but it's not smart. <laughs> a tablespoonful. Yeah. How much should I do? Tablespoon. So like she, takes tablespoon. The, she takes the knife and she gets this big clump of cocaine and she just eats cocaine and spits out and ah, it tastes delicious. Then he goes, your turn. So he gets it. He gets it. I love the gulp. He's yeah. like, mm, right before he does it. And he does the same thing. So now we have two children on cocaine. <laughs> I, I love the line for me because of a person. Listen, I'm, I'm going to admit, you know, I've partaken in some stuff over time. I love the line when he goes, I feel something dripping down the back of my throat. I was like, he's got the drip. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes so no, no sense because, you know, he obviously didn't snort the cocaine and have anything drip from his sinuses down. But the fact that they added it in there was pretty cool. Technically, he does snort a little bit. Yeah. Remember when he picks it up, there's some dust. And, he, yeah. he goes, and then when he spits it out, he snorts yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> But still, I mean, I, I agree with you, but it's still funny that they mentioned the drip without mentioning the drip. And it was kudos to Elizabeth Banks and the, the story writers for this actually having children doing <laughs> cocaine incorrectly in Cocaine Bear. It was, I thought it was a hilarious touch. Yes. No, it's, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a hilarious scene. It doesn't sound funny when you say two kids do cocaine, <laughs> but it was actually really yeah. funny how they did it. And uh, this introduces them to the cocaine bear. Because mm-hmm. cocaine bear is there, and uh, yeah, we just see the kids kind of get half at Not attack, but the bear is there. Pops up on them, they scream and yeah. run, and the bear's going after them. So now we're converging. So finally, our party of the ranger, the inspector, and the mother show up at the same map and they find the bag of carrots that was there and the book bag and they're like, oh, the kids were here and she starts yelling to the kids and Henry yells back, Mrs. McKendry, <laughs> Mrs. McKendry. And she goes, why are you in that tree? Go, oh, there's a bear. And, and it's, it, I don't know, there's, so, there's something wrong with that fucking thing. And they're like, hey, watch your mouth. Inappropriate. <laughs> and you you must have done some bears are naturally not, or naturally passive. You must have done something to the bear. What'd you do to that bear? <laughs> and then the cocaine bear makes his way back and almost kills off the uh, inspector mm-hmm. before coming back around and getting a gnarly chunk out of the ranger's ass. Yep. <laughs> a gnar- and which pisses her off for the rest of the movie in her time and she's like it took a chunk out my ass i'm gonna go get help now meanwhile when she's going to get help the inspector climbs the other tree that uh henry's not in and sorry he's on the ground behind the tree and they're all like what are we gonna do and that's where we get the funny scene where he goes well glad you climbed the tree because bears can't climb trees and the inspector goes what are you talking about bears can climb trees he goes then why did you climb the tree he's like He's all shaking and shit. <laughs> so that's where you get the scene where the bear, there's a jump scare part there, yeah. technically, where the bear's paw comes smashing in the tree, and, 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 and Sari's face is right there. So it's like, oh, shit, he's, yeah. he's fucking going to get her. But no, he starts climbing the tree towards Henry. Yeah. And as he's climbing the tree towards Henry, he's almost getting there. Henry's getting kicking it in his face. And all of a sudden, our friend Peter, the inspector, <laughs> starts shaking so bad the cocaine dust because I forgot to mention he finds a bag of ripped open cocaine and he crawls through it when he's trying to get away from the fucking bear so, so he's he, covered in cocaine so he starts moving and the cocaine dust starts coming up and the bear smells it and looks over and he's still brushing as this poof of cocaine comes off of it. so the bear exits the one tree fast as fuck to run up the other tree and the most gnarly shit starts eating his fucking leg yeah. 
He's hanging upside down, and the view we get is the blood just yeah. drenching down on him while he's screaming, and they're trying to get Henry out of the other tree. Eventually, the Henry comes out of the tree, and him and Sorry run off, and at the same time, we get the shot back, and the leg finally gives way as we see Peter come crashing down on the top of his fucking oh. head, and it looked fucking brutal <laughs> yeah. as fuck. And his leg comes down after, the bear comes down after, and there's a little coke on the leg, so the bear snorts it off, <laughs> we, as we, the bear should. We get the line shot, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> the bear gets it. <laughs> fucking, like, once again, a gruesome death, but played for fucking amazing laughs. Yes. And then you get the quick little scene where you, you where they show it in the trailer with Henry talking to the mother. That's the kind of shit that stays with a man forever. <laughs> which, again, the voice of, like, reason of the movie is Henry, which yes. was perfectly done <laughs> so now we go back to the office of the ranger because that's where the ranger's gone and the two kids who are not with david and eddie are in there after getting their shit kicked in and they've called an ambulance for their buddy because he's got a concussion for sure yeah and at the same time that she comes back and she's like close that door Ba-da-da-da. you know call an ambulance I already did <clears throat> all right what are we going to do there's somebody after so now they think that it's david <laughs> yeah that she's talking about and she's actually talking about the bear, but then she notices that they had robbed the money. They are the gang. Yeah. And so she's instantly pissed off. She's got bigger things to deal with. And then there's some, some is outside. Oh, it's that motherfucker. I'm going to shoot. He's like, you're going to open the door. I'm going to shoot him. Wait a minute. You're going to shoot him? He's like, he took a chunk out of my ass. Now, mind <laughs> you, they think she's talking about the feet. He goes, he is an asshole. <laughs> so they open the door and it's the fucking bear. And what happens, Diesel? <laughs> One of the best kills in this movie has nothing to do with the bear they open the door because of the bear she's got the gun aimed ready for him to open the door and the best looking headshot i've seen in a movie hands down (laughs) and kills the one kid by the way she closes her eyes before she shoots the gun and that's why she shoots him and she blow it was it looked amazing it looked really good (laughs) so he falls his friend has to now close the fucking door and now they've had the door closed and she's like the bears runs off but all of a sudden, they start hearing footsteps on the ceiling or on the on roof. roof, and they're like uh, the they're, the one kid's uh, the other kid's covered in blood from his friend. He's like, "What's going on?" And he's freaked out by the bear. And it looks like we're gonna get the bear coming down the chimney, fucking uh, old Saint Nick style, because yeah. <laughs> there's a little even stuff that comes down from the chimney right before the kid gets by the door. And this fucking bear with a jump scare puts his fucking claw through and grabs the kid by the face. And that's all we see. Yep, because now. We go back to our friends, David, Eddie, and the other kid who are playing 20 questions on their way to the gazebo. And then it morphs back to the Rangers because it's not really that fun because yeah. they're talking, they're just chastising you for playing 20 questions wrong. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong. He's just saying, Are you X? Abraham Lincoln. Not asking any questions. Yeah. One of them was literally, Are you Abraham Lincoln? Yeah. <laughs> so now he turns around and we come back to the thing and we have the ambulance scene. So the ambulance pulls up, pulls to the back, and they can't get the door open. And it's funny because they make the joke because uh, the, the, the female paramedic is making fun of the male paramedic for not being able to open the door. He's like, okay, you go ahead and do it. Oh, oh, what happened to woman power? <laughs> Strong independent woman. Can't even open a door. Yeah. <laughs> so finally they push the door open because the dead body's in front of the fucking door is what's happening. But they don't see anybody else but a lot of blood. They were like, I thought we were here for a concussion. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's somebody missing half their fucking head. So they find the, the ranger who's still holding the gun and she's in bad shape. And our, well, sorry, I forgot. Bob pulls up in between the ambulance getting yeah, there, the yeah. cop. And he doesn't see anything because he doesn't even go in. Although we see somebody's hand touch the fucking window. Yeah. And you can see the mark on the window, which is kind of funny. 
the genie doesn't see anything. So this is where, if you notice in the trailers, if you haven't seen the movie, there's the blood coming under the door. Well, this scene is way worse in the movie because as he opens the door and the, the, the female's attending to the ranger, we get to see the the headless body of the other teen. And when the there's a broom and it falls over, when the broom falls over, it hits the bucket and the kid's head was in the bucket and it rolls out. <laughs> <laughs> and at the same time, this is where they get that scene of the the fucking cocaine bear just bloodied and looking fucking menacing. And he closes the door and is like, I think we should go. And the door gets kicked on to him and she helps the ranger out who says bear to her just into her stethoscope right before. And they go to the ambulance and he's trying to get out and he hits the bear with the bag and he throws the bag, you know, the paramedics bag and the bag is red. So the cocaine bear thinks there's coke in the bag. So he gets distracted by the bag. So that gives him time to leave. And then you heard when we came back the clip of that scene, which is fucking hilarious. They're outrunning the bear. And meanwhile, she's shooting at the bear. He's like, oh, you shoot at the giant bear that's out there, not the fucking tree. <laughs> Close what? the fucking door. Stop yelling at me. Which going back to the previous scenes where she headshotted somebody, you're just like the entire time like, oh, don't shoot this guy in the face. <laughs> so you've probably seen the trailer. If you've not seen the movie yet and you've seen the bear fucking jump towards the fucking ambulance, it gets in the ambulance <laughs> and it roughs up the, first of all, it knocks out the Ranger. She comes out of the thing, <laughs> still in the stretcher, and face skids yeah. across the ground. It's fucking oh, brutal, it's but funny. it is hilarious. It's done for laughs, but it's fucking brutal. Yeah. And then you see the male paramedic get knocked to the front where the female's driving, and she's like, oh my god, because the bear's in the back fucking him up, and he goes to move his hand, it but his falls. hand just falls down because it's hanging on by a fucking thread, and the bear pulls him back, so the bear fucks him up, and on, she looks back to look at the bear fucking him up, and all of a sudden a bunch of blood just splays all over, yep. so you're like, oh, he's fucked. Yep. And then when she turns back around, she's facing a fucking tree, hits the tree to him like 50, and flies out the windshield. Yep. Oh, that, the two scenes of the ambulance scene and the post-ambulance scene were fucking brutal. Yes. But they're played for laughs, yes. which is weird, but it was so good. So at this point in Juncture, David and company... Well, no, sorry. Let's go to what's going So we find out that Dee Dee was taken by the bear. There was a real funny scene about the cocaine bear and where Henry makes the comment about, well, what if the, you did a cocaine and you don't want to do it no more? <laughs> talking about the bear, of course. Well, you know, if the bear doesn't like it and he stays away from it, it has nothing to worry about. <laughs> well, what if the, you know, does the bear have to worry about, the, oh, she goes, the bear should worry about if his parents find out, though. Well, what if his parents aren't going to find out? The parents always find out, Henry. <laughs> so they're walking through the, thi uh, the the woods, and they finally find some paint. She's left clues of where she's gone, which is cool. Talk we find that. out she's in the bear cave during this portion, but they're following a little trail to get there. We come back to David. Eddie and the other teenager and they go to the gazebo and I love the scene with the teen because he looks up in the gazebo and we find out earlier because Bob beats him there somehow and Bob sees the cocaine on top of the gazebo not under the gazebo and he he you know we don't see him and we don't see the cocaine and the kid goes out or he's looking for the cocaine he's scratching his head like it's fucking up there right <laughs> so he comes back out and he raises his hand <laughs> this is the best part for me um I, I, I need you to promise me you're not going to be mad at me. <laughs> I'm already mad at you. Well, it seems like the, uh, the bag is gone. And he jumps behind Eddie. He's like, I'm going to fucking shoot this kid. <laughs> and meanwhile, Bob announces himself and says, put the gun down. Take, you know, whatever, whatever. He's got the bag of cocaine. And he's on top of the gazebo. So he's trying to hold them off. Tells David to toss his gun on the ground and step back about five paces. 
And he's like, I don't know how I'm going to get down from here. And then he's like, how did you get up there? He's like, well, I climbed over on that tree and jumped over. Hurt my hip a little bit. And, and, and he's like, do you want me to help you catch you? No, you stay right there. So he's thinking about how to get down and fucking DeVito's for the gold. He's like, fuck it, I'm just going to get the gun and yeah. shoot this motherfucker. So he goes to grab the gun and Bob shoots him. What happens when Bob shoots at David? Two non-sequential fingers. Just gone. Well, and, not gone because they find him and put him into Eddie's pocket along with his ring. Along with his ring. And, but the funny part is even the teen kid goes, they're not even next to each other. How's that even possible? <laughs> it's just a fun fucking scene even with somebody's fingers getting shot off. So he ends up grabbing the gun. He's going inside. They're at this little weird standoff. But then the bear comes. And the bear is looking a little lethargic. He's obviously coming down from the cocaine. And as the, they don't know he's on cocaine at this point. Yeah. So cocaine bears coming they're going around and he goes over by where eddie and the the teen kid is and just collapses full-on <laughs> passes out on top of eddie and this is where we find out cocaine bear is not a boy cocaine girl bear yeah. is a girl yeah. how do you know because this vagina is right next to my ear <laughs> so cocaine bear is a girl so uh, you know, as Eddie calls a truce with Bob to go over and try to help out. And it was funny because Bob, as soon as the bear lands up, oh, he's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and while David's over there, he had that brick of cocaine in his pocket from the teens and it falls out. What happens when the cocaine falls out of his pocket? It's like carnage and a power up. <laughs> All, it's Mario and the mushroom. He consents it. He finds it. And he eats it. Do you want to shoot the bear? Bob's like, no, let's see what this does to him. Because he eats the cocaine. And he eats a thing kilo of coke. Where he's fucking like scratching across his back on the ground. And he's like, oh, that bear's fucked. <laughs> and he ends up dancing with Eddie, which yeah. is weird. And then it looks like he's trying to take it. Or she, sorry, he's trying to take advantage of Eddie. <laughs> Before, you know, they get distracted. Bob throws some more coke. And then Bob is like, hey, listen, let's go. And he's like, I need that cocaine. And he's having to stand off with David. And he goes, where I come from, a truce is real. So he's like, get out of here. I'm trying to, aren't you, are you too dumb to realize I'm trying to save you? And in the meantime, he gets shot because Sid has shown up. Yeah, Sid's shown up with a high power, like, sniper rifle. And uh, David's just like, I, shit, I didn't do it. <laughs> so now we know they have this whole dialogue that there's a cocaine bear. We have, you know, Henry and, and the mom going off to find Dee Dee. You have the cocaine bear who now has another bag of cocaine. Uh, the, uh, the mom and Henry end up running across uh, the hiker from the beginning. And first of all, fucking Henry's raiding his bag for food. Yeah. Just finds like some frosted yeah. flakes, one of those <laughs> little one hitters, and just starts eating it. Without- well, so I've never gotten the munchies from cocaine. I just want to throw that one out <laughs> there. So I don't know if that's that's something. But anyways. Uh, it turns around and like they're, he's like, I know where the cave is. The devil bear, he calls it. Yeah. I know where the devil bear cave is. So he's going to take him to the cave. In the meantime, we go back and we find out that uh, the cop, the female cop that was working with Bob, actually works for Sid. So they leave poor Bob to die on this roof, which yeah. sucks. And they go after it. And it's funny because Bob makes it out, says it out loud. He's laughing. And Sid's like, what do you find funny? He goes, apex predator, high on cocaine. You're dumb enough to go follow it. <laughs> it's north, man. Just go north. So they're hunting the bear. They get to the cave. So the mom and Henry get to the cave. Cocaine bear's dragging its cocaine fucking bag behind it. Uh, the 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 hitchhiker, or the sorry, the hiker doesn't want to go into the cave. We end, he ends up getting it. As a matter of fact, we get a flashback of them tripping over his dead body. Yeah. Talking about David and Eddie and Sid. And then we find out inside the cave. That's where Dee Dee is. But what else is inside the cave? Ron. The waterfall. 
Well, no. The baby, what's, the baby's, well, first there's the a bag of there's a bag of cocaine, the but it's inside. moving, and yes, there's cubs inside of the cocaine bag. Marketing genius. We have Baby Yoda fucking knocking everything out of the park. We have Baby Groot. We have Baby Cocaine Cubs. <laughs> yes, Baby Cocaine Cubs. And in they the are first covered. movie. I love it. They are covered in cocaine. And it's yes. funny because Henry goes, they look like little polar bears. <laughs> and Dee Dee's just like, oh, they're fine. They're, they're, they're harmless. They're harmless. They're, they're just coked out little cubs. They're fine. So they're like, oh, well, now they hear fucking uh, Eddie and Debbie, the, the, the bad Sitting guys. Game. Yeah, they're coming through. And they hear them coming. So they end up leaving out the back of the cave, which takes them to the secret waterfall. Yep. So that's where they're going to go anyway. So they find the secret waterfall. They're out back. And sitting them follow to out back. Well, first, the, the cop leaves. She's going to shoot him, but David stands in the way. And we get the line from Sid of, what, what got into you guys? When did you guys get the sand out your pussies? Uh, which I was like, wow, in 2023, I can't believe I'm hearing that, but it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And they went outside, and there's a bag of cocaine hanging from a tree, and then they notice the family, and they're going to shoot the family, but the bears get in the way, the little cops. And what is Sid starts being an asshole, beating up on these cops. He starts kicking out the little cocaine cubs. Like, you don't do that. Those are those are the Grogu's. Those are their baby Groot's. Those are our marketing ploys. You do not kick our marketing ploys. <laughs> he tells Eddie to shoot him, and he's like, nope, puts the gun down. Him and David are done with Sid. Then he's like, you know, ba-da-da-da-da. And then we hear the cocaine bear. Mama bear is back and she's above them on the waterfall and at this point in juncture mrs mcendry and says the two kids we're jumping in the fucking water so they go off the side as cocaine bear comes down the side of the cliff and at the same time fucking david and uh uh, eddie are like yeah we jumping too yeah (laughs) and in the meantime well sid tries to fire a shot at cocaine bear the first one misses cocaine bear it ricochets and hits Eddie, or no, sorry, David in his neck as they jump off. So they jump off into the water and Cocaine Bear's there and eventually he does shoot Cocaine Bear. And the Cocaine Bear tumbles down and lands on a landing. And the cubs are not happy about this, but he's still trying to retrieve that bag. And then the bag rips open. And one of the one of the bags of cocaine comes out. And it bounces. And it bounces again. <laughs> and it's just a fucking beautiful RTC. <laughs> and then it explodes open into cocaine, and you watch it come drifting down and right into the nostrils of Cocaine Bear. <laughs> and just like Popeye, it's round three, motherfucker. <laughs> the eyes widen, they yep. turn black, and he cl- the Cocaine Bear climbs up out. And in the meantime, fucking Sid gets stuck and ends up kind of hanging Hang himself. Up on the bag that's not coming down and trying to fucking fend off cocaine bear but cocaine bear cuts his little st- his stomach open and the intestines start to fall out and then pulls him down and then the cubs have themselves a little intestine yeah they're, they're having a good little spaghetti party essentially <laughs> oh. so cocaine bear gets his cocaine or her cocaine sorry gets her cubs sits fucking dead and then we go to the water where everybody survived, but David and Eddie are, are sitting there, and David's gotten a little, you know, the, his neck is bleeding, and, you know, Eddie's having a moment where he's like, listen, man, earlier when I told you we were friends, I lied to you, man. We are friends. You're my best friend, man. Don't die. Don't leave me. You know, and he goes on to uh, say about, I got one question left. And he's like, what, is it Joni? It's Joni, right? He goes, yeah. He goes, He's like, I knew the whole time. I just didn't want to say it, so I didn't have to hear your bitch ass cry the whole time. <laughs> and honestly, it's not like the waterworks happen. But this one, like when he's like says that, no, you're my best friend. You're just like, ah, you're like, it's not a full on like. 
tear to the eye, but you're just like, oh, okay. For for a stupid movie like Cocaine Bear to kind of pull at your heartstrings, impressive. <laughs> and then we all of a sudden we see Miss McHenry just pop up out of the water because she swam back over. And we got Henry yelling across, don't worry, she's a nurse. Because remember, she's a nurse. Yeah. So she fixes up David. And one of the final scenes we get of them is the the family because Dee Dee's fought her legs fucked up so she's sitting on the bike her mom's pushing the bike Henry's walking around side of the bike they're walking away while they look back at Eddie and David and they're David's in the car Eddie's outside the female cop comes over and brings Rosette over to uh, like you got to get out of here the cop I called it in cops are on their way be safe this is yours now gets in the car puts the little dog next to David and he goes what's this well I guess it's mine now <laughs> and he goes is it on cocaine <laughs> no. Oh, good dog. He pets it with his good head. Good dog. So then they get in the truck and they drive off. And as the family's uh, rolling and pushing away, that's when the cops and stuff are fucking blazing in. Now, this movie has a genius spot because that's the end of the movie. But we get some during the credit scenes. Well, right before that, too. When they're walking by, when the cops are coming up, we see the stretcher from the ambulance yeah. face down. And she's like, uh, I, I wouldn't look at that, Henry. <laughs> and Henry's response is, I want to look at it, but I also don't want to look at it. <laughs> so they walk around it. But yeah, and then we go to the extra scenes, which are during the first parts of the trailer, which is cool because it kind of ties up some loose ends. So we see the fact that David and Eddie go back and pick up Eddie's son, Gabe, and they give the dog. But then the dog was eating something. What was the dog eating, Diesel? <laughs> the the remaining fingers that were in Eddie's pocket that belonged to David. And I love how David goes, no, they weren't going to put him back on anyways. Yeah. <laughs> he, like there was that little freak out and then... Oh, fuck it. They're not going to reattach them. <laughs> so then we see camcorder footage. And it's this family, and they're taking pictures of nature. And then we see the cocaine bear and the two cubs playing on a rock. And they're going, oh, this is so awesome. This is so great. And then the cocaine bear and the two cubs look at him. Why are they looking at us like that? And the one even wipes his nose, <laughs> which I thought was great. And that's where it cuts for the cocaine yeah. bear. So cocaine bear is still running wild, brother, uh, which I kind of dig and like. Uh, and that that takes us to the end. That's it. That's the movie. That was Cocaine Bear in a nutshell. Um, I'm gonna start with myself because we're gonna table around what you liked and didn't like. Uh, like I said, that we haven't already mentioned. I can't stress this enough. For a ridiculous fucking movie, I said this when we came out of the theaters. This thing walks the fucking line of ridiculousness. Like if you go over that line, it's not gonna be a good movie because it's too ridiculous. This movie tap dances that fucking line the whole time where it's not over the top ridiculous. It's over the top enough. Sorry, it's over the top enough that it's funny, but it never jumps the yeah. shark. At no point in this movie was I like, man, it jumped the shark. Yeah. It doesn't. So it really tap dances that fucking line. So I like that. The acting in this movie actually is really good. The cinematography in this movie is really good. The soundtrack, like, you're looking at this movie as, like, most ridiculous movies aren't really good movies. They're just fun movies, right? For yeah. some reason, I came out of this theater and we were talking about, like, do you think this is a bad movie that just is entertaining? I'm like, honestly, I think this is a good movie that's <laughs> fucking entertaining. It's weird because, like, the things that I normally would deduct, I'm like, actually, that was fucking good in this movie. Deezer, you want anything to add to that? All right, so I do have some detractors. Like, uh, Bob's little, like, partner there who turns out to be an you know, associate of Sid yeah. adds nothing to the story. No. it's So some of that is sort of just like, Eh, why is that even in there? And then Sid, I think they kind of wanted to, wanted more of the the why. They explained why. He's like, the cartel doesn't fuck around. Someone's got to pay for this Coke. We got to get this Coke. Well, if you got all that Coke missing, you're going to send more than your fucking heartbroken son and David. You're going to send all your guys out there to get the Coke. Not to mention, <laughs> they were only getting a few bags anyways. It wasn't going to make a difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you need to find 
probably 80% of that Coke, and the cartel will probably let you live, you know? By the way, they walk past the bag of Coke that they never see. Yeah. See there's, the a couple, there's a couple spots yeah. in the movie that they have the bags that they just don't see. Yeah. So those are my minor detractors, but the fact that they, they, they show kids incorrectly doing cocaine, they have cocaine cubs, which you would think they would wait for the sequel. Fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> it, it was a very entertaining movie. Like, it had a couple problems, but nothing where it takes you out of the movie. Absolutely. Ron, anything you want to add to that? No, it was definitely a uh, movie where, it, you know, a, kid, a comedy with some extreme deaths in it, yeah. which made it even more hilarious. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's a horror. I can, I can kind of see where they're like, oh, it's a horror-esque, but it's not. not. It's, not. <laughs> it's a comedy. Yeah. Listen, if you're listening to this now and you're on the fence about this movie, even after hearing us hear it, and even before our scores, and, be, and the reason is because you think it's a horror film, I promise you this is a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Is there some gory deaths in it? Yes, but they're played to laughs. It is a fucking comedy. Diesel, who hates horror movies, and he definitely hates grisly fucking yeah. horror films, was perfectly fine yeah. in this movie. I don't think you squirmed once. No. Because it was all funny. And any of like the gruesome deaths, like my reaction was just a belly laugh because they were done in perfect comedic timing. Right. It's comedic timing, plus they were <laughs> over the top. Yeah, they look good. They did amazing on them. The fucking you know, CGI for the CGI parts was pretty spot on. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple parts where whatever. And the practical stuff they did in the movie was fucking spot on. Yeah. So it was like it looked like a gruesome horror movie death. However, it was done in comedic timing yeah. and it was done for comedy, so it was all funny. Yeah. And it was like over the top. I mean, you see a fucking stretcher come out of the back of <laughs> Fucking and she face skids to a stop like she it's like almost like if her feet could have came up it would have been a scorpion on her fucking but she's in a strapped down to a fucking gurney like that's funny man that it, it just comes across even though you see her face get skinned up yeah. it still looks funny as shit yeah it's just it's just fucking wild that they pulled that off and that's why i give them credit they took a fucking big swing yeah. I want to point this out there. There's a big swing in this movie. And a lot of times when you take a big swing, I'll give you credit. And a lot of times it's entertaining. You usually don't hit the ball, though. They somehow hit the fucking yeah. ball. I'll give them credit. How far did they hit it? We'll get to that in a minute. Because now that we're done giving our full review, before we can give our scores, we got to find out what the scores from around the internet are. Of course, there's only one way to do that. Time to play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> That's right, it's time to play the game. Of course, Ron is your reigning champion. Can Diesel dethrone him this week? We'll find out momentarily. Of course, the game is played simply as Price is Right rules. It's closest to the number without going over. Gets the point. Of course, if uh, there comes down to a tie, the final question is closest to the number because we don't do fucking ties here. And, uh, gentlemen, are you ready to find out what the scores from around the internet were and play the game? Absolutely. Let's go. All right. Well, let's start off first with IMDb. Diesel, since you're the challenger, you go first. Out of 10 using points, what did IMDb give Cocaine Bear? I think it's actually going to be relatively high. We'll go with an even 7.0. Ronald. Mm, I'll go four. Ron goes with a four. You go with 7.0 and... Ron gets the point six point five out of ten. You just Oof. barely busted. <laughs> uh, Ron, out of a hundred percent Metacritic, what did they give Cocaine Bear? Fifty-two. Fifty-two diesel. I'll give you some wiggle room. Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Fifty-two. And Ron gets that right as well. It was fifty-four percent. Oh, if I would have been the <laughs> asshole. <move. laughs> oh man, can give, Ron, give, give me that wiggle room? <laughs> can Ron win? That's all, that's all can, I ever give. 
Ooh. Plenty of wiggle room. Hello. Can Ron win again on three questions? Maybe. Diesel, you got to block him right here. Ron Tomatoes critic score out of 100%. What did they give Cocaine Bear? 64. 64. Ron. 30. 30. 64. And Diesel blocks the win because it was 71%. All right, Diesel. You're still alive, but Ron, you could win it here. You get to go first. Ron Tomatoes fan score out of 100%. What did they give Cocaine Bear? 78. Diesel. I'm not giving any wiggle room. <laughs> I, I want to say 88, but we're just going 79. One point above you. 79, 78, and... Ooh. You both busted 75%. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we're going to make this interesting. This last, point, this last one is for two points. <laughs> And the win. And it's closest <laughs> to the number, period. And, of course, Diesel, you get the unenviable task of going for the Google users. Google users, out of 100%, what did they give Cocaine Bear? 88. 89. Oh. 88, 89. So that means if it's under 88, Diesel wins. If it's above 88, Ron wins. It's going to be 94. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Uh, obviously, we have a winner, so. Your winner. And Champion Diesel, 87%. Oh, oh, fuck. Does this not freaking be in the 90s? 87%. Every bad movie, they were like, 97%. Wow, Diesel, 88% got you there, brother. <laughs> got you there, and you are the new champion. Way to go. Well, now that we've found out what they gave the I scores recount. from around <laughs> the internet, it's time for us to give our scores. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. I want, I, want, I want new, new, new ones. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Well, now we are going to give our scores. Of course, we're going to give the nerd score first, followed by my critic score. The nerd score is a recommendation score that we put our critic score with an entertainment score to come up with the answer. So it's purely a recommendation on our behalf, but we do put our points behind it. It's got five levels. That's all there is to it. And the levels are as follows. A one is no. It means it's a terrible film. You should never watch it. A two is you've been warned. That means it's not quite terrible, but it isn't good. So you've been warn never to watch it a three is ah it's good that means it's an average to good film uh you don't need to go see it in the theaters you don't need to add it to your collections you're not going to be mad if you see it like it's not going to be a waste of time but it's also not going to change your world it's probably not going to be one of your favorites so there's no reason to spend money on it or add it to your rotation uh four is just take my money that means this is a movie that's probably going to be added to your rotation it's a very good to great film you're probably going to want to buy it if it's in the theaters feel free to go see it in the theaters this movie is worth spending money on Andrew Tymon, and last but not least is Rarified Air. That is called Certified Nerd. It's in the five slot, and these are for the legendary films like Jaws, Jurassic Park, and so many others that we've voted on over the years. These are the movies you're definitely going to want to see. You're going to see them multiple times. You are going to continue to go see them for whatever reason. They're great for you. And so far, in 2023, we have yet to have even a vote for a Certified Nerd movie. So, with that being said, Ronald, we'll start with you. What is your nerd score for Cocaine Bear and why? All right. So, this movie is one of those typical movies that I'm like I talk about all the time that hits every box that I need. So, this I'm just going to hit it. It's a 5 for me. Audience, say it with me. Legendary. It it's that comedy movie. It's that, you know, it's got the deaths on top of it, you know, I every year there's always one comedy that I always find out find and you know i know it's early in the year but i don't think there's gonna be anything that tops this as a comedy the deaths are amazing if you're in the, you know the 
horror ass side of things like you like diesel's not really but you like the deaths are comedy but they're there they're gory they give you that little extra push into this movie i think if the deaths weren't as good i think this knocks down this spot and if the comedy beats were just a little off it would be at least or you know that down but this is that movie that i enjoyed going in low expectations but left amazingly the fact that we had the half an hour conversation afterwards was amazing <laughs> Um, it's one of those movies you need to see. Go see it in theaters. Give us some more money so we can get Cocaine Bear 2 when the Cubs start doing their own jam. Well, I've already said a Cocaine 2, The Electric Boogaloo. And, of course, Diesel, what is your nerd score and why? All right. Now, since this is an entertainment score, I have no problems giving this a five. Audience, say it with me. Legendary. All right. my If I was to do a critical score, it would be definitely lower. But this movie, I laughed the entire time through. I will watch this movie again. Funny story, I was coming back from family dinner. I knew you were at the movies. And I'm driving, I'm like, fuck. If it was like half an hour earlier, I'd probably just show up at Regal and get a seat <laughs> near you guys. Because I I love this movie. It was so much fun. Story-wise, it has a couple flaws, but nothing major. That's why I have no problem giving this a five. It was such a good, fun watch. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. This is a, a super fun watch, and overall, I thought it was a good movie too. Like, I, I don't want to stretch out. Like, the entertainment does push it to the to the next level in a lot of cases, but it was a very well shot, well acted, well soundtrack. Like, it checks all the boxes of a good film. Like, not necessarily the greatest film you've ever seen, but it does check all the boxes of a good film. And you know, when you're judging things, especially like comedies, you're gonna really kind of focus on did it make me laugh? Did it make me laugh out loud? Did it was it was a super good? And I think about movies. Dark comedies if you will like cabin in the woods and like uh ready or not that i've easily in my life given certified nerds to and they've been great now this movie is not as much horror as those films but i still do understand calling it a dark comedy there is a lot of gruesome death there is a lot of blood in this movie but that's not the focal point whereas in ready or not you did all these horror scenes and in between had a, a lot of comedy so it was like horror scene comedy 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 horror scene comedy 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 and like cabin in the woods same thing comedy scene comedy scene horror scene comedy scene comedy scene you know what i mean and they did kind of like all these things to like mix it up more this movie isn't like two parts comedy one part horror it's more like five parts comedy one part horror and the horror is still comedy so it's more to me a traditional comedy and if you stack it up against citizen kane is it fucking citizen kane no but nothing is okay <laughs> like and i think it's unfair and there was somebody who was a friend of ours and the podcast and we're like i'll leave him nameless just for now who asked the question because it's not a bad thing but i just don't know if they want to be named they had asked a question to a group of us you know what is a critic and I'm like, well, a critic, when I think about it, is somebody who gets paid to critique things. Now, an honest critic is going to give you their honest opinion on a film. A non-honest critic is getting paid to do that article, so they're going to tell you whatever bullshit to, that gets them the most money, the most clicks, the most whatever. That's what it is. Where we fall into this is we are fans of movies. We are, we are filmophiles, if you will. Uh, so, therefore, we look at movies as a passion. So when I critique a movie, I'm critiquing the movie based upon other movies like it. I don't critique, you know, Cocaine Bear next to Jaws. It's not, a, it's not a comparison. Like, if I was to compare this movie to Jaws, this is going to get the lowest critical score because it's not Jaws. Yeah. There's, no, there's no part that compares to Jaws. However, 
I'm going to compare this movie to like a How High or, you know, to Cheech and Chong up in smoke or I'm going to compare it to like an old school, a comedy that makes me laugh. And then if I'm going to do the dark comedies, I'm going to compare it like I just did to Ready or Not or Cabin in the Woods because those are movies that are similar to it. So where did I put those critically? Where does this fall next to that is what I think about when I go in it because I'm a fan and I understand that it's not going to get the score that a Halloween gets or a Jaws gets as a critic score because why would it? As a matter of fact, I'll give you my critic score first, which I don't normally do. But this movie, because I thought about it and I kept thinking about it, I was going to drop it to 7.5, but I'm giving it an 8 because honestly, everything technically about this movie is good. And compared to other comedies, this is a top-tier comedy. I don't think comedies usually get above a 9 in my book. I think the highest-rated comedy I've ever rated was This Is The End at a 9. Even with our dark comedies, I gave I I went back and I looked at uh, uh, when we were doing Horror Zone 607, I gave Ready or Not an 8.5. It's a great movie, yeah. but I gave it an eight and a half. Why did I give it an eight and a half? Because it's still a comedy at the end of the day. It doesn't need to fucking make sense. If I compared it on the Jaws scale, this movie would get like a seven, you know, or six and a half. Because if I'm comparing it next to Jaws, you're talking about a masterpiece that only has a few imperfection moments that I give my highest score to is a nine and a half because I don't think anything's perfect, so I never give anything a ten. But if you compare it on that scale, it's not comparative. But in the comedy realm, this is an eight. It's shot well. The jokes hit well. Everything's fine. And just so I got to, I, I got to give my nerd score, right? It gets certified nerd. Audience, say it with me. Legendary. That's right. So all three of us have confirmed this is a certified nerd movie. So I gave it a, uh, a 10. A 10. A fucking 10. That's right. This movie is fucking amazing for what it is. Like I said, I just wanted to go out there because that has been weighing on me about doing a critic. So when you listen to this show, really, it is what we feel what it is. I know we all rate movies the same way. We don't rate movies on, oh, what's going to get us the most clicks? Like, we didn't rate Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, lower because we wanted to be the contrarians. It's just how I felt when I came out of the movie. (laughs) And what did I compare that movie to? Other fucking comic book movies. Other MCU films. Did it make me feel the way that some of them that are on higher on my list made me feel? You know, was it going to be Endgame? Nope. So I'm not going to really like, okay, sacrifice it because it's Endgame, but I'm going to compare it up against Ms. Marvel. I'm going to compare it up against Iron Man. I'm going to compare it up against, you know, Civil War. A little less because it's Avengers film, but still, like, you know. As a matter of fact, let's go with the best, probably best movie that you could go with is Captain America Winter Soldier. It's probably the best just single character movie out there. There it is. I've said it. I've, I've said it before. Ragnarok's also up there, but it's more comedy. That's what I'm going to compare Ant-Man and the Wasp to is those two movies. They didn't hit off like those two movies. <laughs> Plus, there was also a lot of other... So that's how I wanted to kind of let people know. That's what we do. That's how we come up with scores. So like I said, this movie is an eight, and it checked all the fucking boxes of a good movie and a great comedy. And on top of that, it delivered the entertainment. So that's why it's Certified Nerd. Usually an eight is borderline Certified Nerd. There's only a couple yeah. eights that have become Certified Nerd. Usually you got to get about eight and a half. Yeah, and this is a weird one to like rate because it could be... You could fall logically anywhere on our scale... From a three to a five, easily. If if Ron said a three, I said a four, Rich said a five, I have no qualms with anybody yeah. to say. Right, I could make an argument for all of them. Yeah. But the way we had a conversation after this movie, the way we were laughing, everyone was laughing. I, I will watch this movie probably within the end of the year again, yeah. and probably it'll be on my yearly watch. I saw it a second time, and I still hit the <laughs> yeah. same. I, I enjoyed it knowing what was coming. Like It wasn't like, oh, the first time you saw it, hit, but I still laughed. I still had a good time, and I noticed a couple extra things. Yeah. It's it's really it's, it's really a tremendous movie. Elizabeth Banks knocked it out of the park this time, definitely redeeming herself for Charlie's <laughs> Angels. Just throw it out to you. So you can direct a good film, girl. You just got to gotta have that good movie in you, and this, this, was what that, this was it. You hit a home run. Well... 
if you would like to disagree with us, agree with us, hit us up in the social medias or hit us up on that email or whatever you need to find us on. To find all that information is simple. Go to 3fnpodcast.com. It's your one-stop shop. Patreon links there. TeePublic's links there. All of our information is there. So hit up 3fnpodcast.com. Ron, I believe you have some business to take care of. One out of ten stars. The Goonies Part 2. Children fantasies reached high tide in the in the early 80s, but by 85, the Goonies, the run was over. The generation was exhausted, except for the technology, nothing is new. It should not come to surprise to anyone that director Christopher Columbus co-wrote The Goonies. This explains how much of Harry Potter consists of Ritalin-driven 11-year-olds emitting long howls of, what? Anguish? Surprise? One was never quite sure. It's just an awful movie. What need or needs does a movie like this fill in the lives of so many millions, it is baffling. One out of ten stars. Harry Potter just sucks, people. I'm just saying, if you're going to shit on a Chris Columbus film, you have way better options than the Goonies, Diesel. <laughs> to be fair, you kind of like, you, you swerved me on that. I'm like, did I want to switch it up? We're doing the Goonies now? What the fuck? <laughs> I thought we had a year of fucking Harry Potter hate. <laughs> like, I was going to say, like, if, if you're comparing it to Chris Columbus films, like, you have, you, there's some ones in there. I understand that he's the mastermind between, of Home Alone and Home Alone 2, and, and even of Mrs. Doubtfire. But in Gremlins, of course, Gremlins is on that list. Although Gremlins, he wasn't the director for. He was just a producer. Yeah. Because the director was Joe Dante. Yeah. But, uh, like, like he gave us all that great stuff. But in there, he, he, he did give us things like Rent. And I thought the Rent movie wasn't that good because I've seen the Broadway play. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's hard to live up to that. I mean, he, he also did I Love You, Beth Cooper. <sighs> I mean, do I need to say more than that? How about Nine Months? Nine months, anybody? No? Nine months, I didn't hate. It was one of the few, like, Hugh Grant ones where I didn't hate Hugh Grant. Okay, all right. How about the fact that there was in talks of him doing Mrs. Doubtfire 2 without Robin Williams? (laughs) Hey, we reviewed Jingle All the Way. Hmm, No? No? Okay. Uh, Fantastic Four in 2005, anybody? (laughs) I I will give you the Jonathan Trank one, but... I'm just saying Christopher Columbus has been fun, fun fucking a wild ass of movies over the years. And you pick Goonies to fucking go after? <laughs> like, one of the best movies in his catalog. He's got some bangers, don't get me wrong. But he's got a lot of non-bangers you could have gone after. Because I think you could have gone after I Love You, Beth Cooper. If you were trying to say Chris Columbus has lost his shit, that's the movie. I'm just saying. I mean, the, the only reason Goonies succeeded was because of the fucking Corys. Let's be honest here. I mean, I was, I was going to say Sloth, but... <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, does anybody give you the... Co- Listen, the only lines anybody gives you a dialogue from that movie is, Hey, you guys! Or, booby traps. Booby traps. I, you don't even get the booby traps. It's both the soft lines, baby roof. That too, yes. Yeah, you get, you, you get, get the bo- soft You lines. get booby traps from some people. Because it is funny. Well, yeah, those people that believe that fucking the Wuhan flu is fucking <laughs> hey, a fucking weapon. Hey, 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 hey. Calm it down. Those are the only people that say booby traps. Calm it down. He just won another award, Saturn yeah. Award. Very yeah. good. Very good, good on him, him man. I'm, I'm glad that he's getting fucking yeah. celebrated. Yeah. By the way, that movie was tremendous. I love that It was movie. my movie of the fucking year for a reason. I love people, fucking everything I, everywhere all at once. I just laugh because people are like, that movie wasn't that good. I'm like, you don't understand that movie. And Actually, then they, yeah. bitch, they, they bitch about the rock, the rock scene. I'm like, that's, that's like the most emotional part of that fucking movie. These are two rocks talking, movie. About, talking to each other. You're going to love this movie. Yeah. And, then, this then, movie then of course, there's hot dog fingers. How can you go wrong with hot dog fingers? It's ridiculous. It's, see, once again, it's another movie where the, the ridiculousness doesn't jump the line. 
it, it keeps you in front. But this one, that movie has more drama. There's comedy in the movie, but there's a lot of drama, and it's really good. I thought the acting and that acting in that movie is bar none. I know we're getting off on and everything yeah. everywhere all at once. I hope it wins the fucking Oscar too. Yeah, because it I, deserves I to, to win all the awards, and they deserve everybody in that movie deserves the awards they're getting. There's some other great people out there doing some big movies this year, but they deserve their fucking yeah. awards. They deserve the flowers, if you will. Give them their fucking flowers. Uh, so. Now that we've come to the end, of course, next week we'll be back. We'll be reviewing Creed 3 for the 3FN Movie Club review the week after. Of course, we've already announced that we will be doing uh, 65 on this show. So that's what you have to look forward to, plus a bonus Scream 6 episode coming out, first on Patreon, then everybody else. So with that, until we talk again, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and most importantly, later, nerds. Later. It's like a cocaine Christmas land. Harry Potter just sucks me.